Welcome to Reclaim Your Life with Kate, the podcast where we get rid of stress and overwhelm and reclaim your life. Come on, let me show you how. You're listening to episode number 58, the one where we learn how to handle transitions. Hey, how are you? I hope you're having an awesome day. Uh, Before we get started, we're talking today about transitions, but I wanted to um, share with you some feedback that I had from a client that I worked with that took my How to Own Your Anxiety workshop. And so the last message I got from her was that she actually used the strategies that we talked about and kind of that personalized toolbox that you get when you do the workshop. She used the techniques with herself and they were very helpful, but then she also used them with her son who was having something that I would, um, or I've heard refer, be referred to as restraint, restraint collapse, which is when they get home from school and they've just kind of held it together all day and they kind of melt down when they get home. And so you may see a lot of behaviors at that time, or you may see irritability or, you know, you just, um, kind of collapse from the day from just holding it together. And she used some of the strategies that we learned in our time together with her son. And it made a huge difference with him and handling his anxiety about, um, the school day and kind of, you know, uh, calming the evenings down so that they were a little bit more bearable for everyone. So I just think it's so wonderful that, um, you know, she had come to me to work with me to help her with her anxiety. But what that ends up doing when you learn to take ownership over it for yourself, it impacts everybody around you and everyone that's in your family. And then she was able to use those strategies to also help her son with his anxiety. So I want to remind you that the workshop is still being offered. So it's a three day workshop. Um, it's one, uh, one day a week for three weeks. We do an hour long zoom session and I'm going to put a link in the show notes where you can schedule your call. We'll just do a call together at first and just get to know each other. Um, talk about how anxiety shows up for you. And I'll explain a little bit more in detail about the workshop. And then we'll decide, you know, um, if we're a good fit to work together. So if you want to do that initial call to find out more about the How to Own Your Anxiety workshop so that you can begin to handle your own anxiety, but also um, use the skills that we, you know, learn and talk about with um, maybe your kids or a loved one that you have that's experiencing anxiety, it just benefits the whole family. So if you're interested in that, hopping on a call together, um, schedule your call in the um, at the link that's in the show notes. Okay. So talking about, um, you know, speaking of back to school and, you know, it's just, it's starting to become fall. Um, we have sports and activities and, it, you know, just so much is going on right now that it really got me thinking about transitions and how difficult transitions can be for a lot of us. At least I know for me, they are, right? Maybe you're an empty nester. Maybe your kiddos are off to college and this is a totally new season for you. Maybe your uh, firstborn is starting kindergarten, right? That's a huge transition. Uh, Maybe you're experiencing your parents uh, aging and having health issues um, and kind of shifting into that different season where you're taking care of them uh, more than, you know, they took care, you know, would be taking care of you that time that just really difficult transition when, 
you know, the tables are kind of flipped and you're now needing to be the caretaker for your parents. Um, just these different, you know, different seasons of life, even exciting or happy transitions, um, getting married, having a baby, right? You think about those big, like really amazing and exciting transitions. They can still be really difficult because our brain does not like change, right? So we've talked about this here on the podcast before where uh, we understand that evolutionarily, uh, our brain was developed to see change as danger, right? Anything that might change or not stay the same, not stay consistent, could potentially be a threat to our survival. So our brain does not like change. It likes to stay in our comfort zone. Now, a comfort zone isn't necessarily always good, right? But to our brain, comfort equals safety. So if you think about, let's say that you have a transition of starting a new job and maybe this new job has better health benefits, a better salary, maybe it's closer to home, maybe it's a flexible work schedule or it's even work from home and it just fits your family better, right? That's a good, exciting change that your brain is probably going to (laughs) resist even though it's good for you in the long run because the brain is seeing it as a threat. We don't like change. We don't like to be outside of our comfort zone because when we're outside of our comfort zone, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what to expect. Um, It just feels really uh, uncomfortable, right? Um, That's why it's called a comfort zone. But that discomfort that we feel a lot of times can be really uh, difficult to manage and just kind of impacts um, our daily life and our functioning. So I want to give you, let's see, I have one, two, three, four, five ways that we are going to uh, talk about today that help us with transitions, right? Because um, maybe we understand why they're difficult, but um, we don't really have an idea of what we can do to make them more comfortable, to make the transitions maybe a little bit more smooth, right? So what do we do about it? Well, the first thing I want to encourage you to do is expect the discomfort, right? Like, I think a lot of times, especially when it is an exciting change, maybe it's um, a new relationship or it's, you know, like I said, a a new job or your kids getting into college or your kids starting kindergarten, right? These are exciting, um, good changes. So when we feel discomfort, right, when we feel kind of like, oh, just really out of sorts and um, just not ourselves during that, we may kind of judge ourselves like, this is a really good thing. Why are you feeling this way? Right? We don't allow ourselves to feel the discomfort. And when the discomfort does come, we kind of judge ourselves for having it because this is a really good thing. Why, you know, why are you feeling this way? But I want you to actually just expect the discomfort. Just be like, yep, there it is. I knew that was coming because this is a transition. This is something going on um, that's changing in my life. And that is going to lead to all of those feelings of like, you know, maybe some worry settles in. What if this happens? What if that happens, right? Um, just a lot of discomfort. And we want to just welcome it in. We want to expect it, right? And then we want to lean into it, okay? So there's going to be no judgment for the discomfort. We're going to welcome it in. And we're going to say to ourselves, of course you feel that way. Of course you feel not yourself. Of course you feel out of sorts. Of course you feel uncomfortable, right? Because you're going through a change, you're going through this transition, this thing is happening, right? So we're going to welcome it in. We're going to just expect that it's coming, right? And then 
we're going to validate it. Of course you feel that way. Okay. So that's one of the best things we can do when we're going through a transition is to just expect that um, you're going to have all kinds of feelings about it. Right. Okay. The other thing we can do, the second thing we can do is we can choose different thoughts. Um, We can change the story that we tell ourselves about the transition, right? Because remember our thoughts create our feelings. So if we can change our thoughts, we can have different feelings, right? So I'll kind of share with you, um, you know, start of the new school year, right? So the boys are both back in school. I work in a school, so my school year started. And then they both are in fall activities. And we have something every single night of the week. And in fact, on Thursdays, I have to kind of be in two places at once to get them to where they need to be and somehow feed all of us and deal with the dog and, you know, all the things. And so in anticipation of this schedule, I found myself thinking, I'm not going to be able to do all of this. I can't, I can't do all this. I'm going to be exhausted. And then I'm going to be irritable. And then I'm going to snap at them and I don't want to do that, right? Or I'm going to um, be eating like crap because I'm not going to have the time to have stuff at home um, made and I'm going to have to just choose the things that I know aren't the best for me, right? I kind of spiraled. And you can see how those thoughts that I was thinking, right, that I was allowing my brain to offer me were leading to feelings of overwhelm, stress, anxiety, worry, right? Um, you can see how that story connects to those feelings. So when I changed my story, right, I started, I, I stopped myself because I recognize this in myself, right? I know my patterns. I know what happens. And I know that my thoughts, the story that I'm telling myself um, really create how I feel and how I'm going to show up for that day. So I changed the thoughts to, I'll do what I can, right? Or I can plan for this, right? That for me, and that those may not be helpful for you. You have to figure out what's helpful for you in your specific situation. Think of, you know, try to find thoughts that lead to better feelings. But for me, telling myself, I'll do what I can and I'll figure it out, um, lead to much better feelings, right? I feel hopeful. I feel capable. I feel like I um, have some control over, you know, planning for this, um, and, you know, just figure it like Thursday nights, just ex- again, expecting that they're going to be overwhelming and, um, making Thursday as, a, as convenient for myself as possible. Right. I just feel more capable when I think I'll do what I can and I'll figure this out rather than spinning in that story of like, I'm never going to be able to do all this. Right. The third thing that we can do to help with transitions is to go back to basics is really to focus on our basic needs. Right. So food right? Nutrition, you know, healthy food that fuels our body, right? Water, sleep, really, really, really trying to focus on sleep. Even if we can't necessarily increase the amount of sleep, we can improve the quality, right? Maybe getting off our phones an hour before we go to bed, having a really cold room, dark room, um, getting a favorite pillow or a certain blanket that you like. Uh, I love to listen to brown noise, um, or white noise, uh, but any kind of um, kind of soft noise in the background is really helpful or just having a fan on, um, whatever you need to do to improve maybe the quality of your sleep, right? Um, moving your body, okay? So like for instance, at soccer practice, I can walk around the fields and if I can't get a walk in earlier, 
um, because we had to run to practice, right? What are some ways that you can fit in moving your body in ways that feel good and that you actually enjoy? And then don't forget that part of our basic needs is social connection. So making sure that you're connecting with your family, right? You're connecting with your loved ones. And also on top of that, you're, maybe this is um, asking for help, right? This is a big one. In fact, um, I have actually uh, talked with another mom um, on Thursday nights to help me with getting to practices. And I would have really, not really ever done that in the past. That was just something that I felt like I didn't want to burden someone else, right? Even though people have offered, and I've actually done that for other people, I never wanted to, um, you know, kind of expect them or put that on them that they would would do that. But this time I was like, you know what, I'm going to need some nights where I have some help because that is a really long day and there's just going to be other things that I need to be getting done. Um, you know, so it doesn't hurt to ask for help in those situations, especially if you're someone that has trouble asking for help. Maybe that's an area that you can think about at least trying to ask for some support in different different ways um, to get you through this transition. Okay, the next thing that we can do to help with transitions is extra self-care, right? And if extra just means that you actually start doing self-care, that's fine. But um, taking care of yourself, right? Not bubble baths and, you know, um, spa days and girls weekends, right? Those just often aren't uh, feasible, right? They just really aren't. So what are some ways that you can care for yourself other than your basic needs? Basic needs are non-negotiables. Like I, I have to be able to, to do these for myself just for me to function at like a decent level. The self-care are the things that really leave you filled up, right? Can you find pockets of time, right? With actually the one um, client that I was working with that took the How to Own Your Anxiety workshop, I talk, I talk in there about basic needs and self-care. And one of the things I said, listen, in your ideal world, if there were no hurdles, right, when would you work out? Because this was something that she really wanted to get back to doing, recognizing that moving her body was um, so helpful in managing her anxiety. And so she said, well, you know what? I'm just not a morning person. I've tried to force myself to work out in the morning and it just never seems to stick. And I said, listen, ideal, no hurdles in your day. When would you work out? When would you fit that in? Right after work, um, that is the ideal time, right? Before I even go home, right? I drive either I drive straight to the gym from work or I walk, um, you know, I go to a track or wherever you can get a walk in, uh, you know, a nearby park. But before I even go home, I would get my workout in. That's when I um, just feel like I feel my best to be able to do that. And so, you know, finding those pockets of time when you can do that. And so we talked about, you know, setting a boundary within her family that like, hey, that I need to do this. This isn't just that, oh, it would be nice if I could do this after work. I need to do this. So on these two nights, I need you to figure out dinner or I need you to understand that dinner is going to be a little bit later or whatever the situation is for you. Um, but for her situation, it was communicating really clearly that this is a need. I need to do this. And uh, you know, the family has to recognize that and do their best to make that possible for her to fit that in. Okay. So finding some ways to give, you, give yourself self-care if you don't do it at all or extra self-care during this transition. Okay. The next thing we can do, the fourth thing is to prioritize. 
Okay. And what I mean by that is more, more so it's giving yourself grace, right? And maybe readjusting your priorities. Okay. So maybe you're going through this big transition, right? And a previous priority of yours was to have a clean house, like at all times. Um, the kitchen was always done. Things were always picked up. You know, you, maybe you were in a routine with your cleaning schedule. And now that you're in this transition, recognizing that this is a season, this isn't forever, but for right now during this transition, maybe that clean of a house can't be my priority right now, right? Something else is a priority and that's okay, right? Remember, um, I forget which podcast I talked about it in, but we never actually have balance, right? Like they kind of tell us that we're supposed to be able to find, right? Work-life balance. No, it's never a balance. You're always pivoting, right? You're always in some kind of season where something has to take a priority. And maybe during this transition, the clean house needs to not be the priority, right? And that's okay. Understanding that it's temporary. Transitions are temporary and you will get back to that. Maybe, maybe not, but this isn't forever, right? So um, just thinking about your priorities and maybe adjusting your priorities, okay? And the last one is to start listening to your body. It's really checking in with yourself uh, in regards to your energy, right? I think, you know, I did an episode about knowing your bandwidth, right? What is my bandwidth right now to handle um, this situation or that situation or whatever's going on? Well, during a transition, your bandwidth, it's going to be smaller. It just is because you're a human. And so if you're listening to your body, recognizing that mental energy is still energy. So if you're in a transition that is taking a lot of out of you, meaning you have to make a lot of decisions, you have to really be thinking about um, ways to do things differently or how you're going to make things work, right? Um, how you're, let's say you're caring for your parents, how are you going to fit in um, getting groceries for them or making phone calls for them or whatever it might be? That is mental energy that is just as draining as if you went for a run, right? As physical energy. So it's checking in with yourself, what is my bandwidth? And then giving yourself grace that your bandwidth is going to be smaller during a transition. Okay. So I hope this was helpful. These are our five ways we're going to expect the discomfort and we're going to validate. Of course you feel that way. We're going to choose different thoughts. We're going to go back to basics. What are my basics needs and making sure that I'm getting those met. I'm giving myself extra self-care. We're looking at our priorities and being flexible, recognizing that we may have to change them, right? And we're listening to our body. We're doing those check-ins and we're giving ourselves grace with the mental energy that a transition requires. It's still energy. So when we're drained at the end of the day, that's okay. You're not lazy. You're not, um, you know, losing it that you can't handle the things that you used to before. It's just that during a transition, our, our energy is going to be um, lower and spent in different ways. Okay. So I hope that was helpful for all the transitions that you may be experiencing. As always, please reach out to me. Let me know if this was helpful. Um, maybe share a transition that you're going through. Um, and if any of these helped, or if you're going to try to focus on any of these, I would love to hear from you and make sure you sign up for that call um, with the link in the bio or in the show notes to um, do the how to own your anxiety workshop. Okay. And I will talk to you soon. Bye.